Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, I do the review and stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to and hopefully enjoy. Joining me today, like normal, is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And a Happy New Year. No, did we do what you do with a Happy New Year? I can't remember. No. no, yes, I remember the last <laughs> podcast we recorded was on New Year's Eve, yes, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was the last podcast of 2023. Right. So uh, since then, actually, I think at the, almost at the same time as that, I finished the book that we're going to review. Oh, and we're wow. Already, okay. We're already 13 days into January. So uh, yeah, maybe I finished this book on like the 2nd of January or something. So this is my first book of the year, book of 2024. Okay. But uh, 2nd of January was a travel day. It was, a, well, no, yeah. So it was the day before that, I guess. Okay. Um, and I started, yeah. No, it would have been like, the, yeah, the 1st of January or something. Anyway, I finished this book a while ago. Yeah. And then we had a travel day to get home. Yeah. And then I had like literally six hours or seven hours at home. Yes. Which included getting home, unpacking from one work trip, doing a load of laundry, putting it all in the dryer, getting it all out, repacking for the next one, getting like two and a half hours of sleep and then going to the airport the next morning to head to Canada. Exactly. I went to Quebec City for a week to do a, a juggling festival there. Nice. It was very nice. Sounds good. Check out my YouTube channel for <laughs> a, a full a full vlog. Uh, like, if you want to see two different twenty minute videos of me uh, exploring Quebec City and also um, and also doing juggling convention stuff. I'm a professional. If this is your first ever podcast, Luke is a professional juggler. Juliana sometimes travels with him and sometimes doesn't. And this was a a doesn't travel. Uh, oh, usually doesn't. Let me put it that way. Yes. Sometimes travels with me to my juggling gigs. This time I went off to Canada and performed at a juggling festival called Turbo Fest at the Quebec Circus School, um, which was really good fun. Anyway, in that time, I was listening. I finished off another book, which will be next episode. But I, <laughs> I'm trying to catch up. We, I didn't want to leave too far behind because I got home. When did I get home? Like on Wednesday? Yes. And it's now Friday. Saturday no, it's Saturday. It now. Yeah, now. So there's a few <laughs> days of getting over, you know, I'll travel, uh, you know, travel, tiredness and jet lag and catching up. But anyway, I'm ready to go. Should, should we do this? Let's do it. We, what are we talking about we're today? Gonna, I'm going to bring it up. Uh, I, I rearranged some desk stuff. We've been redecorating. We're not redecorating. We've been doing what? Nesting. Is that what we call it? We've been... Uh, no, no, not really. Because no, but nesting is where you make your apartment nicer to be in. Is it really? Because like we set this all up and then like one bit after the other, like we, we live in it and then we notice things and yeah. then we... Yeah, I mean, anyway, maybe that is we got what to, we do. We were advertised enough on Instagram for these acoustic panels, which are like foam and wood. Not foam, no, like it's felt. felt. It's felt and, and wood. Wood strips. Yeah, and they look pretty good. And we put some up in different places in the in this uh, in this office, and I quite like it. Yeah, um, it's doing its job. It's doing its job. Yeah. Uh, so. And by its job, it means small amounts of acoustic damping and looking like design elements. So this doesn't just isn't just full of silly white walls. Yeah. Not silly white walls, but like ugly white walls is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, let's get on to today. Uh, I'm just oh, I meant to say that because my microphone is slightly the wrong angle. So I need to you know, hopefully I need to turn it this way. OK, here we go. So Infinity Gate, which is called the Pandominium Number One. Oh, that's the series of this. Okay. Let me say. It's already it's already got a series name by M R Carey. Okay, right. So uh, so let's just do it here. From the author of the best-selling Girl with All the Gifts comes a brilliant new genre-defying story of humans' expansion across millions of dimensions. Oh, okay. And the AI technology that might see it all come to an end. 
Okay. Oh, oh so it. Ah. Yeah, it's already it's already setting up how <laughs> okay. what, what the main thing is. Perfect for readers of the Space Between Worlds and Adrian Tchaikovsky. Ah. So Space Between Worlds isn't by Adrian Tchaikovsky, just like Space Between Worlds. Okay, let's, actually, let me have a look for Space Between. Yeah, Space Between Worlds. I gave four point five stars. Yes. Two. And now let's have a look at Adrian. Adrian Tchaikovsky. Here, his his ratings: four and a half, four, four, four and a half, three. There's one that two star book or whatever, but you know, yeah. generally high rated. So I'm like, okay, this is this is for me. Space Between World, four and a half star book for Luke. Mm-hmm. Adrian Tchaikovsky, good recent author. You know that I'm enjoying mostly, except for the series that went on too long and yeah. was a bit weak. Yes. But otherwise, yeah, let, let's go for it. So. Um, so uh, the idea is, is this, like you say, there's a genre-defying story of humanity's expansion across millions of dimensions. First of all, that's not true at all. Oh. Because a dimension, what is a dimension? Like, if we're talking physics, a dimension is like, you go up, down, up and down, left yeah. and right, forward, like backwards. X, Y, Z. Yeah. And then you can go, well, you get a dimension like like through time. And then we've got, yeah. okay, we've got space time. That's four dimensions, space time. Yeah. And then you're like... Okay, and then so what are the other millions of dimensions? It turns out it's not. It means it's it's talking multiverse. So you could oh, say okay. millions of iterations in a multiverse. Okay, and if you'd have said that, I'd be like, oh, multi-, which I kind of worked out because there's space between worlds, and it's often talking about yes. alternate worlds and things. That's kind of what I had in my head, like like a parallel yeah uh, storylines. Yeah, the thing like- is, these days we have a word for that, and it's called multiverse yes. because like half of the movies I've watched recently are multiverse movies. We watch <laughs> yeah. the Spider-Man movie. We yeah. watch the other Spider. Man movie, yes. which are like in different but same multiverses because they kind of cross over yeah, yeah, yeah. into each and they other. Come back and meet and yeah. Yeah. And then you've got like the everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. And uh, and just other multiverse things, you know. So yeah. uh yeah. So this is a book which is which came out last year. Um actually let me just yeah, first published March twenty-eighth. 2023 so last year yeah march last year and it's literally just gone oh what can i cash in on what's hot at the moment Mm. multiverse let's Mm. go uh multiverse something something okay and ai and and ai yeah so ai technology and multiverse it's like how 2023 can you possibly get like no more (laughs) no more 2023 than that okay so it's it starts off and you get this uh, uh, this scientist called Tamberwell, but I wasn't quite sure how to pronounce her name or how to spell her name because I'm just doing by like the there's the, the audio book. Okay, yeah, the audio book narration is mm. just says Tamberwell, so I was like that, and then I looked at somebody else's things and it's Hadiz Hadiz Tambu Tambuwal, so it's maybe slightly different than it comes across. Anyway, she's a she's a researcher, and you have this fun scene at the start where she's she's involved in some dark energy research, mm-hmm. dark energy research does this kind of thing there's this plate or this device i can't remember because this was like three weeks ago that i just read this <laughs> yeah. story. But, and it's the beginning of the book <laughs> yeah anyway she, uh, my note here is she uses a dark energy research device to accidentally accidentally send a package like a, a thing like to a different timeline like to a different you know, oh, timeline right and i, I do remember like, you mm, telling me that sounds familiar. yeah i mentioned it to you because at the time <laughs> i was like hey this is really familiar because like in 2008 yeah. in a different timeline no in this timeline <laughs> i wrote a story about 
a dark energy research thing that accidentally sends a package to a different timeline or like creates a different timeline or whatever it does. Yeah. And in this case, it's sort of like, oh, in this package about the size of a coconut gets sent through to this, you know, into another into another timeline. And I was like, yeah. And in the story that I wrote, it was a package in a dark, dark energy research lab, yeah. which accidentally sends a package the size, I think, of a rugby ball, I think is what I said, <laughs> or like, a, you know, and I was like, oh, so it's it's not the same, but it's 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 one of those fun coincidences sort of like, all oh, right, we need to invent like yeah. a, the, an accidental time machine. I'm totally fine with accidental time machines. In fact, yeah. I think I've really even read a novel and reviewed a novel called The Accidental Time Machine. I love accidental time machine kind of stuff. Like we did this and there was an influx of energy and it sent you through there because it's like this, you know, yeah. this explanation free way of like getting someone to an alternate dimension or moving them through time or whatever. Yes. Yes. An accident, like an accident of science experiment. No problem at all. So again, no problem at all. And then very quickly, she goes through and works out, and and she's at kind of in this like in in a situation where like society is breaking down, and the like the 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 city is burning, but she's in this university campus, and she's oh. doing all this kind of stuff. Um, like uh, like independently okay. researching she's got an ai which is helping her you know control it all and she okay. works out ah right oh i sent something and then she works out a way of like pressing a button and it like uh, uh, unaligns it in that universe and like pops it back into our universe or into mm-hmm. our multiverse so timeline she can um remotely control it yeah, yeah, because and it, then get uh, it back because that's often like no, you, you can't remotely control it. You send it through and it's on a timer, and then it pops back. Oh, it's through. on a timer, and then oh, and so right. she starts exploring yeah. uh, different places like around, you know, di- like different timelines oh. close by, and by oh. somehow again, I don't actually care about any of this because it, this has got a, this. The start of this book has got this fantastic like like oh, just throw stuff out there like oh, oh this word and stuff, and it says something like there's a fractal multiverse laid out like a mon- Mandelbrot set shape in four dimensions or whatever okay i i put the whatever but anyway it's this idea of a fra- the, the fractal multiverse to say that there's infinite but yeah. there's some sections which look self-similar if you know what i mean like you, yes you look at it here and then you zoom in and like and rotate l- it slightly and you're like oh that's the same picture it's like no yes. it's not the same picture yes and if you actually look at it perfectly and then you zoom in a bit further and mm-hmm. go like and, mm-hmm. and, and, and rotate you know what I'm out of my depth in terms of Mandelbrot sets, but the, you do get these self-similar kind of things and yes. everything, like any random two points are going to be completely different, mm. but in various parts around the set, you know, the shape, you know, yes. that like, yeah, uh, the, you know, like, whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm doing something with my fingers. some sort of <laughs> Mandelbrot like this kind of thing. But like, in any point, you could actually go, oh, that from there and that from there. And you like put those two bits next to each other, yeah. but like rotate them around a bit. You're like, oh, that's the same shape. It's like, no, it isn't the same shape, but you know fractally and but you can't predict it's the same shape you know that kind of like you know chaotic edge of the thing yes, where it, it kind d- of frays out in and, the deeper you go into yeah. the equations you mm. get like this repeating thing so that's the idea and i'm like oh this is really great so she builds up the technology so she can send herself through and come back are whatever. there other people around her no because society is breaking down and she's like hey what we can all do is we can all just escape into this other place n- next door like this like this next door timeline where okay. where human- everything is fine where everything's fine <laughs> and i was like oh that reminds me do you remember there was this book that i reviewed about some people in like uh montana or something like that like or like south dakota or north dakota and it was about like um they have this portal thing and i was like oh this is whole like the whole start of it is about portal stuff mm-hmm. and 
And but it already said in the blurb that like Yellowstone is going to explode and there's going to be a super mm. volcano and they're going to escape to this other dimension where North America exists but humans aren't there. So there's all like woolly mammoths and saber toothed tigers and, and oh, do you remember that? Yeah, but yeah, for yeah. The, a long part, he just goes over and like we're going to do gold mining and then they have this like the whole middle of the book is like that like a whole the quarter of the book is them going over and having gold mining uh, <laughs> adventures and I'm like that's not how you do something with this and then just as they're like ah oh, now we can you know okay let's use the technology in a good way and suddenly there's an explosion and mm. everything's locked off and then they're like oh everyone we've got a solution to stop you know the world being destroyed by this Yellowstone explosion just use these gates and I was like yeah now like mm. now, you're, now we're you're, getting somewhere now you're getting somewhere anyway yeah. so it's, it felt like the similar thing that the world is ending like there's a big ecological and societal collapse and everything's going wrong okay. but she's got this machine and she's like broadcasting out and say hey just go through to this other place next door or yeah. whatever but I still don't understand is she on this campus alone by yeah. herself yeah, she's alone and that's the whole point like again it doesn't make any sense okay. that one person can no. do all of this with the no. help I mean, with the help of a super good AI but that like she's there by herself yeah but what she does is then she escapes into another dimension okay and then um uh, like uh, and then go yeah go through into another dimension mm. and um lives uh, happily ever after no what we then do is get other characters introduced <laughs> oh, this. Right. oh no a among this there's some other characters being introduced we get introduced okay. a bit to the pandominium which is a um a uh, uh, in other timelines this has been discovered oh right Oh, in other timelines, they discovered the same thing. Yes, it's called stepping because you like stepping oh, between right. the different things. Yeah. And, and they say, oh, sometimes it's called um, uh, portals and sometimes it's called bamfing or whatever. Like, you know, right. they say it lists some other like science fiction y kind of terms <clears throat> for right. stepping between worlds. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah. So we get the idea that there's a, a, a whole network of worlds of like a million worlds or whatever, which are all similar enough that mm. they can visit each other mm -hmm. and like not immediately die because like the earth is, you know, completely It's similar different. enough, similar enough. Right. And they work out a trading empire between them and a political <laughs> and trading empire between the whole lot of them, okay. um, which is again, and there's a, there's this big AI system, which is like, Uh, which does the um, logistics. There's, oh. there's a big logistics AI, which is like going, okay, we're going to go from there to there, there to there, there to there. Okay. And we cut across to this like middle manager kind of guy. And his name is, um, oh, let me have a look here. Uh, I, I wrote it down. Oh, Vemet. Vemet is a guy who's like this middle manager guy who's, yeah. who goes, hmm, there's some like weird jumping or stepping going on here. Yeah. And he knows that it's going on, but, because it's a fractal universe you can't just like pinpoint and go there exactly it is if you yes. know what i mean you can go there it is or somewhere in the infinite number of <laughs> you know things or thousands and thousands and thousands of things you can't do it so he's like oh I'll make a note of that and again it's it, and it, of course it's um it's tamberwell who's going between these different places so oh oh he yeah, discovers that he, like he some, discovers that and puts okay. a note on it and goes ah i'll come back to that there's in a few weeks irregularities yeah some irregularities yeah. and he is like one of my favorite characters in this book because okay. you know he actually is doing stuff and has there's some stakes for him as well yeah. and so it's all pretty good oh there's a there's so we get introduced to the pandemonium which i'm not going to go into a bit more now because yeah. it's I don't, I, it's not actually important for this part of the review. And we also get um, 
some new terminology because the different parts aren't not everyone's like human human some people are like uh, you know come from birds or dinosaurs or something like that and they're alike enough like I say it's like that 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 similar sh- shape mm. of universe mm. okay but there is a difference and that it isn't monkeys or simians as they say that evolved into humans things with like you know human level intelligence okay um, it's it's like uh, you know birds or lizards or you know live cats people. or dogs <laughs> yeah. or okay. rabbits or whatever it is yes. you know you have a different yes. thing that comes to the front and some of them are you know vegetarian and some of them are omnivore and some of them are carnivore or whatever yes. like that kind of stuff and so you get some fun stuff so they don't call each other people because like what's a people yeah. so they say oh all the selves over there selves ah, it's a self it's self. a self 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 so yeah. you don't need so like there's a, a not what do you call it not a pronoun but what do you call it like you know yeah myself is then yeah. applied to a, everybody like lots a, of cells reflexive noun all of these cells reflexive, yeah whatever it is yeah reflexive pronoun yeah. I, I have no idea and there's also a pronoun for the electronic intelligence in it which want, doesn't want to be called it doesn't want to be called he or she mm. but also doesn't want to be called it yeah or they they mm. want to be called et so it's like an electronic it oh okay oh so yeah that makes et sense does this et 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 and okay. it, to be honest I understand it, but it was a little bit annoying in the book. And again, here's Luke. Luke complains about made-up pronouns in in science fiction books again. But it worked because I always knew what it was. Yes. But humans, I mean, current pronouns have evolved over time. That each pronoun, nobody actually just has one pronoun. They have a set of pronouns: he, his. Oh, um, they, uh, them, uh, no, him, him, he, and his. Yes. She her and hers yeah and you know me mine and i or yeah. whatever it's going yes. to be uh and but here it's et for all of them so et does this ah. this belongs to et and oh no what's the other one um et does this this is et's i guess his uh, you know whatever it is yeah anyway it's just a bit it was a bit much that et was it was, it was like the, just it's that, the one sound not his okay, it was and just him the, and her and hers and, it and didn't she go further yeah it's sort right. of like ah oh, yeah that's what yeah. and again it's just one thing but it, it, i liked it because it was sort of like every time you say it it's like okay we're not talking it or he or she because yeah. it seems like it doesn't have any uh, conscious consciousness consciousness mm-hmm. or or it doesn't have any self-identity and it is a thing that doesn't think enough to know that they exist yes if you know what i mean okay and yeah, they that... does but then that's too generic and a bit too human or yes. like a bit too whatever in anyway so that's et. a pronoun that can be claimed by humans yes. so uh, the ai obviously wants to separate yeah. et, itself from anyway, that i'm yeah. not sure if et is the right word but i really like the idea yeah. of a specific pronoun yeah. for non-human electronic intelligences yeah you know what i mean yeah, so that's et, good liked et. it a lot okay. anyway so this brings us to about a fifth of the way into the book maybe a quarter of the way into the book oh really and then we go pause Oh, no. What's my notes here? Okay. I'm going to pause the review for a second. Okay. And I'm going to talk about me listening back to a review of another book by M.R. Carey that I reviewed. I went oh, back and listened. you listened to our yeah. SFBRP about Yeah, that I listened. Book. Well, not ours. It was a solo episode back okay. from 300, episode 345. And I must admit, you go back more than 100 episodes or 200 episodes. Yeah. These mm, gets a bit ropey. I must admit, we've got much better at podcasting. Now we've got the format <laughs> okay. of the two of us. Anyway, yeah. Girl with All the Gifts. And I... And uh, I listened to this podcast after finishing this finishing this book. Yeah. I was like, 
got opinions about this, but I can't remember my opinions about the previous book by M.R. Carey that I read. And it was Girl with All the Gifts. Gifts. And I was oh, like, this right. book, Girl with All the Gifts. And this is, this is three lines. Like, this is my reducing that like 15 minute review that I did because it was just me solo. I'm going to reduce it down to these things. Um, these like four lines here. Started great. Hoped it would continue how it started. Clunky foreshadowing. Slow motion car crash of a disappointing coincidences leading to more disappointment and ends up a very standard zombie drama action. Okay. Okay. So, that is kind of foreshadowing here now. And I was, and I listened to that and I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I remember? Why didn't I go back and listen to my review of M.R. Carey's previous novel that I read, Girl with the Gifts, before I started on this book? Right. And that you know, that you, would have made sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the thing is, the reason I was reading this is because I go to my, I, this was obviously recommended in the books I would like to see reviewed thing yeah. on, on Goodreads. Oh, uh, uh, was it? But I'm guessing it was on the SFBRP listener group, books I would like to see reviewed. Um, more than one person reviewed it. And then it gets added to my to read list. Right. And then on Goodreads, I go to my to read list and sort by star rating descending. Yes. And this was the highest rate. Because you were there when, with me when I was like look, get, I looked, looking at the yes. book. Yes, and it's it? at, what's it, 4.17? 4.17 after 501 reviews and 3,332 ratings. Hmm. So we've got thousands of ratings here, and after thousands and thousands of ratings, it's got 4.17. So pretty good. It's re- that's a really good rating. Look yeah. at this, yeah. 39% five stars, 42% four stars. So that's like a huge number, and only... Uh, 113 two star ratings and 21 one star ratings so Mm. it's like a massively popular really good book yeah but then girl with all the gifts was probably was as well it was like made into a movie and everything like that you know it was a it was a popular book okay and here we have the pandemonium number one infinity gate everyone's going crazy about it look at this friends reviews yeah it's like four four stars Lindsay, five stars stars. david Five stars. Really long review. Uh, big review there. Ellison, four stars. Ernest, four stars. Or Ern- yeah, Ernest, four stars. Second and Book Clan, four stars. And uh, and then everybody, other people who reviewed it gave it three stars. And then that's it. So it's only three and four stars here. So I had high. I had. I don't know why I had high expectations. Well, and that, I wish that gives you. High I wish I'd have listened to my review of his previous book, where I went in and up until about a quarter of the way in, like it started great and was hoping it would continue as it did. And then it just goes, just goes off into slow motion car crash of disappointing coincidence leading to more disappointments. So I will now continue on with my reading experience of Infinity Gate. And I'm just going to read out this stuff here. All going great until a 30 minute diversion into the backstory of a street kid. I don't particularly enjoy slum stories with slavery, beating of children and prostitution, etc. So that's what we do. We're just sort of like, okay, all of this science fiction story is going on. Now we're going to slumdog millionaire it over here with some street kid who's like living in a trash heap and being, you know, taken into slavery and being beaten up and then has to go into prostitution. And I'm like... Ah, like uh, it's good like it's fine hmm. like it's okay for what it is hmm. but it's suddenly like an anchor has been thrown out the back of a of a ship which i was like enjoying the ride on and suddenly <laughs> we're like hey all this fun science fictiony stuff with like Screech. accidental time machines and 
pandemonium and like lots of people in this fun, you know, like bureaucracy of like yeah. inter interdimensional travel or whatever it is. It's only like, okay, now we're just going to spend, I say 35 minutes. I don't know how long it was, but it was like a good, like three chapters worth okay. of just like, okay, now this for yeah. a while. And I'm always wondering, couldn't this kind of backstory story drop kind of thing that could be easily just w be woven into like yeah. bits and pieces and here's the thing, right later on yeah this character starts says something about his backstory to the yeah. people he meets later yeah. on it's yeah. all like oh when i was back here and like that and i was like yeah i know what you're talking about but it was just too much like the ah. pacing was suddenly like ah, that's weird and again in of itself, if you want a story of someone who is like growing up in some Nigerian uh, slum in, um, you know, in different parts of, ah, uh, oh, now I've got the, the, it's gone. What's the city? What's Nigerian city? The capital city. Um, Nigeria. Uh, yeah. Monrovia? No. 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 It's a capital city. It's it's in my head because it was literally here. Um, yeah. I don't know why it's gone because this like all of the like all of the action is set in this city in this thing. Liberia. No. No. You keep you're literally no, just naming what? other no, places no, no, now. No. Yes. No. I'm I'm asking about the country now. Nigeria. Nigeria. Of Nigeria. The capital. Oh. Okay, so it's not Lagos. Lagos. L Lagos. 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 Yeah. Lagos. Okay. Anyway, so all of it's all right. set there. Wow, that was a that was a painful part oh, of here. Sometimes that happens. Well, I forget a city me, and you just me. start naming countries. <laughs> countries and no, no, no. I was asking which country. I forgot. Nigeria. Which... Yes. Anyway, Lagos. So it's all set in Lagos. Yeah. So we're now in this Lagos thing, and and it was okay. And I was like, yeah, but like I was like, and I was actually thinking, why does it feel like I'm. Uh, reading a book. What was the the Rosewater? Rose, yeah. What is it? Rose. Rosewater. I was like, why does it feel like I'm just reading a book by Tadai Thompson? Or not just him, but I've I've read other books recently by not even maybe not Nigerian, but like Niger British Nigerian mm -hmm. authors. There's been a few recently, mm -hmm. you know, that I've read and I've really enjoyed them. I was like, why does it feel like I'm just reading this? skip forward to the afterwards i would like to thank this is the author speaking i would like to thank this person this this and this person and i'd especially like to thank tade thompson who read through all the materials set in lagos who helped ah. me with all of this anything that's good is probably him and anything any mm. mistakes that i made are mine you know it's the same kind of right. thing yes. all of the good stuff is belongs to this people who i'm crediting and any mistakes are my own it's my, yeah, and i'm like oh so that's why it felt like i was just reading a tade thompson book <laughs> because and it's, it's because he like his finger and i wouldn't say his fingerprints are all over it but i was like oh yeah and then it, i was like wait a second let me just have a look and i was like yeah mr carey just some like british like white british guy or whatever actually yeah. i should probably look up exactly who where where he's from or whatever also writes as mike carey or whatever so uh yeah he was born in liverpool in 1959 he's just some guy and i'm like why is this book like why is again i'm not i don't saying it's bad that a white author can write a book set in lagos but it it seems to be very much like and now we will dwell on the suffering of this small black child you know mm. and and i was like what ah, again not bad but just question i was just questioning why are we spending so much time with this stuff like yeah. that then he gets it gets revealed that he's again i'm just skipping forward a bit 
is some fun stuff with his story. His story eventually gets fun. Mm. And then he gets sucked into this, like, he's then embroiled in the, you know, multiverse kind of stuff. And then they're like, and now you can sign up and become a soldier. And suddenly it we're in a, like, a, a Starship Troopers, like, um, Old Man War, uh, Ender's Game. Well, not Ender's Game, because it's not children. But, you know, suddenly he's in boot camp. And he's, like, trying, oh, oh, he has to okay. be, like, and they do, ah, oh, now shoot this person. And, and I'm like, oh, so we're just going straight into, you know, Forever War territory. Hmm. And suddenly shooty shooty things and, and and full fascism like okay so the pandemonium is like just it's a fascist state um, it wasn't revealed about that but yeah it's a militaristic fascist state and he's like joining up is he in the SS or what like what is it going on here and it's just part of it but kind of like like examined but unexamined and then like and now on with the story and I'm like whoa wait a second we're in like this fascist totalitarian state and now like are we meant we're happy to, be, to leave it or are we, yeah we are we do we want to stay in here or not and it's just kind of, and then it moves on and then it's sort of like and now we spend a long time with rabbit girl um called Paz or Topaz her real full name is Topaz Tourmaline Five Hills and she's from a world where everyone's a rabbit like right. descended from rabbits okay and she's got a, a friend called uh, Dulcie and and I'm like yeah but we're just do and it's so obvious like everything's so obvious and and then the drama which I wanted that I wanted the drama to come from that initial setup you know mm. the fun multiverse stuff mm -hmm. and people like 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 exploring it or whatever it is yeah but they literally do the Forever War slash Ender's Game thing where the main threat and the war that is going to encompass this entire civilization that all our people are going to fight against mm -hmm. is between is misunderstanding-based war. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Don't yeah. want to give it away, but like in Ender's Game, it's revealed at the end that the, you know, the hive mind or whatever is sort of like, oh, these people, oh, the way that we communicate is that we get people from the opposite ant's nest, hive mind, and we get them and we chop the heads off and see what their brain chemistry is and we eat their brains and that's how that's how we like d communicate that's how we do first contact between me and other hive minds yeah. we kill the drones eat their brains get their chemicals and go all right now we understand, now we understand each understand other <laughs> and you know the earthlings yeah. are like how dare they come down and chop our uh, human heads off and stuff like that yeah. and it's it's that same basic level and i'm like oh i've seen this done before but like better like way better okay. and i've seen the old man's war slash you know starship trooper stuff done better and i've seen yeah. the multiverse stuff done yeah. better because you literally were talking about space between worlds you know but now this slowly dawns on me yeah why this does have such a high rating it's because of all this it's because it 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 it, it has all these like uh um same or similar ideas and tropes and like things of other books of very successful other books that probably these people the people who yeah, who, maybe. who read i this don't want to analyze a psychoanalyze or like yeah. project onto people who I gave this book five stars i can read their reviews i don't i don't think i'll bother because again people who are getting five there is five stars worth of entertainment in in this book that could be had out of it okay you know what i mean yeah if you're looking for like misunderstanding based um basis of war or something like that it's possible to write a book like a, like that's the basis of it mm. and th but that then it has to be about like the futility of war or whatever it's you yes. know that kind of thing yeah 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 there has to be some reflection on 
how like you know how in the in... but the drama doesn't come from that okay because that's like the way that it happens is idiot plotting like they go mm. over to this other stuff mm. idiot people you remember like the mm-hmm. prometheus and they're like well you the the scientists wouldn't just go there take off their helmets and like poke at the rocks or like hit a <laughs> hit a tree with a sword or something like that you're like no that's <laughs> that's idi- me <laughs> that's idiot plotting and then it go it goes back the same like both ways or something like yeah. that and then Topaz is an idiot and the AI that she's working with is an idiot and everyone around her is an idiot and it's so tedious to read about people who are stupid and the drama that they get into is by because of incompetence mm. unlike and unlike the the fun character who is Vemet who is like this un- incompetent middle manager mm-hmm. I was like oh right so he's working in a bureaucracy and he just doesn't you know he doesn't read the email on time or something like that and then he gets punished for it and he gets exiled for it or whatever it's going to be like that and then he has to work his way like it, it's funny if you lampshade how bad somebody is at their job and it yeah. becomes like a character trait. But everybody is an idiot. Mm. Everybody is stupid. Like it gets to the point where like this one, this, uh, this, um, uh, Essien, uh, Incanica, who's like this slum kid, mm. like he's making this plan. And he's like, oh, this is going to be my way out of poverty. It's good. And I'm like, I was like, but you're being really stupid. Of course, everyone's going to see through this. And like, he gets like a, a chapter on further on. And then was like, oh yeah, I saw what you were doing. I, and you know, I already, you know, it's, reported you. Uh, it's reported <laughs> you. So I'm like, and it's like, oh, I already saw what you were going to do. And I was like, oh, I was really enjoying this setup and this thing. But like, it was all drawn down. It was all uh, subsumed in the stupidity. And then everybody's stupid. Like for example, at one point, someone's exiled on a planet. And they're like, okay, and you, you, you know, you're exiled here, and you've got to you, you've got to go in that building there. And it's like, oh, that's a temporary building or like a portable building. And it turns out it's just got one of these stepping devices in it. And I'm like, how do you exile someone to like a prison planet and then put a teleportation device that they can escape <laughs> from the prison planet in their prison cell? And it's sort of like, uh, let, oh, me, it, let me say it. Let me say it. It's very convenient. It conven- but it's, it's stupid. It's like the most, like, it's convenient. But for that to happen, somebody was going to have to be that stupid to put someone in a, to exile someone but, to a planet or, with a teleportation device on it. Or somebody hid it there without, uh, without. No, he that, looks no, at a serial number and goes, oh, the, back in that time, in this time when the serial numbers were here. I know that this has got one of these built-in returning devices. It's like a because it, it, it was like an old military installation, and at the time, military installations had like an exit, you know, emergency exit button. So you'd slam oh. it down, and the whole, you know, that building would disappear back to its original place. Oh, okay. Which, so it's like a it's like a safety device right. to get out of the the you know the multiverse dimension yeah. that you're in. You just go boom, and you're out of there as well. But here's the thing. Idiot plotting can be okay, but there's this. It started off this first quarter of the book had this core science fictional idea. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I want the drama to stem from that. I want that to be the basis. I want that to be the core yeah. of this. And it and it doesn't. It's just idiot plotting everywhere. And then it comes from like, and now an extended chase sequence. So rabbit girl is running along and, you know, other people are chasing her and then she goes along the edge of a cliff and then someone falls down and she's got to go up here and then she jumps across here. And then I'm like, why is this suddenly like an Indiana Jones thing where like action is happening, like the drama is, will somebody fall off a cliff or not? I'm like, remember back here where we had like interdimensional travel and like, Mm. you know, like, uh, you know, people setting up for space battles and, you know, AIs and things like that. And it isn't, it's just like, oh, and now a car chase they were going along really fast and the person looked behind them and they looked over them and then someone else swerved. like why like you 
it, it was disappointing where M.R. Carey thought the drama should be coming from. Yeah. And all of the drama comes from people being stupid and that manifests into mindless action sequences and like just disappointingness. Yes. You know what I mean? Disappointing yeah. stuff. Yeah. It feels again like <laughs> a few too many topics, like as in storied well, here's the thing. Topics. Who's the main character of this book? It starts off as one person. Then it's then we have like a huge long section of this other person, of this slum kid, Enyaka. No, Enkanika. Essien Enkanika. And it's like, oh, so he's the, main, he's the main character. And he is for like that next big chunk of the book. And suddenly he gets shipped off as a stuff. And then like, okay, now back over here. And we have Moon, the cat soldier, or Taz and Topaz, the rabbit girl and the friend Dolce and stuff like that. And Topaz, we spend so much time with her. And it's boring because she's a teenage girl. And I'm like, nothing against teenage girls, but teenage girls in science fiction books where so much other more interesting stuff is happening, mm. they... Like, they have to be, like, a fascinating character or an interesting character. And their story has to have something... Like, I really enjoyed The Hunger Games, the first Hunger Games novel. And yeah. it's a teenage girl who's, like, obsessed with fashion and is, like, in a love triangle. And I'm like, great, give me more. Because it works. Like, yes. it's... Yeah. It, I'm not, again, yeah. nothing against teenage girls. But if there's something like, yeah, but what about the scientist and the soldier and the, you know, bureaucrat and the yeah. other soldier and the AI yeah. stuff? Like, there's all this other kind of stuff going on. Anyway... Uh, a few more, I'm going to, one more big thing here is that this is obviously the first book in a series. Yes. But I was like, well, it's... this book is going to tell me why this, why the stories of these people are being told. Yeah. But it pulls the trick of something, something. And later, like she's been chased around and then something explodes and falls down to the bottom of the cliff. And this is, and later that was put into a museum. Later when? Yes, later when? Later on in the story, when everybody in this world acknowledges what that person has done is a is worthy of stuff to be put, worthy of bric-a-brac along the way, like bits and pieces and flim-flam along the way, is worthy to be put in a museum. Okay. So in the future of this novel, everybody agrees that what is happening now is so important that something broken bit of machinery that's left over is worthy enough to be put into a museum. Okay. We that... never get to that point in the story where something is important enough to be put in a museum. And the characters at the time don't know that what that they're doing anything which is important enough to be put into a museum. What a weird later comment on. to put in. It's bad writing. And I've read this numerous times before. Yeah. It can work. There's, there's yeah. a, there's a, I, I made some stuff as well. Like, I mean, in, as a, as a science fictional idea, there's this uh, novel by Stephen Baxter and, um, Asimov, maybe I don't know. No, Arthur C. Clarke and Stephen Baxter are called *The Light of Other Days*, and it's about portals that you can that you can open up a portal to anywhere else in space time. Right. So you can say, oh, "I'm going to open a portal now," and nothing can pass through, but information can flow through. Right. So the idea is that you open a portal and you can inspect anywhere in time or space. So in in there, there's some fun sequences where like we want to see Jesus's the death of Jesus. So you can just open a portal to you know this spot just outside of Jerusalem or inside modern Jerusalem or whatever, and you can just see Jesus hanging there on the on the cross or whatever like that. And you can find out about anything back through any time anything that's ever happened back through history. Okay. And when the, 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 uh, you know like when you get that quarter of the way into the book where it's kind of revealed what it is, the person who discovers this and understands what he's done, he actually he goes, oh. He goes, hello, everyone in the future who's watching me oh. now discover this. Ha. 
And then the next sentence is, and everybody who looks at him goes, oh yeah, look, there he's he's inventing this. Like it's that kind of thing. Like if you know you're doing something, self-reflective. Yeah, if you yeah. if you know you're doing something mm. like someone going, all oh, right, I'm going to walk on the moon. Let's mm. come up with a good quote. Mm. One small step for a man. Oops, I forgot the man. You know, like yeah. and and I it reminded me of this thing, which is uh, I, I made a note of it here, uh, uh, which I made this note a few weeks ago. Catalin uh, Catalin Carrico, who won the Nobel Prize last year, yes, um, for medicine or physiology or whatever it is yeah she says in the future this lab will be a museum she reportedly told the school don't touch it while she was being fired for or like when yeah. she was no longer given tenure and being fired from the university of pennsylvania yeah she was like look the work i'm doing here is so good that this lab will be in a museum one day yeah and she said that like five years ago now she's got a mobile nobel prize yes. after like i'm not curing covid but no, you know no, coming uh, up with the uh, researching mrna yeah mrna which is now yeah. everybody knows what that is yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's like no she knew at the time how important that yeah. she was doing so i was like <laughs> as a character moment as a story moment it's okay to reference like oh one day this is going to be in a museum or yeah. one day people are going to write history or one day people are going to look back and go this was the moment that it happened yes. but this is a throwaway line not by the characters by by the author and the only reason it's there is to tell me what's happening now is important i was like yeah it's a mindless chase along the side of a cliff and mm. someone fell off a cliff and you're trying to tell me that this is one of the most important things in the world that it's going to be put into a museum there's going to be a museum about what's happening now but nothing and we'll get to the end of the book get to the end of the book ends on a cliffhanger and there's not even an attempt to say at the end of the book why all of the stuff that we've been talked about so far mm-hmm. has been mentioned. Mm-hmm. It just stops. Like, I'm like, why did we spend 550 pages or like however many um, hours of this Audible book that I read? Let me just yeah. quickly look in my library and I, I'm going to look up how how long it is. Uh, where is it? Oh, I did, I did some other things here. Let me click on Infinity Gate, Pandominium yeah. book, book one. one. 16 hours and 52 minutes. That's a long time to spend. And I really enjoyed like that first like four or five, four hours, say. Yeah. And then it, and it just ended. And I was like, we could have just got to this point like halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Like we spent so much time with these characters just doing stuff. Yeah. And if you're going to end it at this point of this story, what did we all do? What were we spending time with yeah. on this to get to this point? Pandominium book one. Yeah. I'm like, it only came out last year. Book two and three is now. How does anyone give anybody the first part of a story five stars? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I don't mind series where it doesn't wrap up the full story, but it has to, there has to be a climax in the story. Yeah. Anyway, I looked up M.R. Carey. Turns out he's a comic book writer. And the worst thing about comic ah. books is that there's no unit of entertainment. It's sort of like, here's a comic book. Oh, find out what happens next by buying the next comic. And you do. And you go, and now find out what happens next by buying the next comic. It's like the MCU, you know, like the, like, oh, and it just keeps going. And you're like, oh, I thought we were finishing it. Infinity War and Endgame. And that kind of wraps up the story. And they're like, nah. There's just more. And you're like, what do you mean there's just more? It's like, yeah, now we've got Loki over here and we've got Winter Soldier over there mm. and we've got more things going on here and we've got an invasion, we've got a multiverse. And you're like, okay. but don't, shouldn't the story end? Shouldn't there be an end? And he's a comic book writer and it feels like he's he's just writing like, ah, okay, so we need a cast of characters, right? Here's backstory of this person. Yes. Oh, and then we go to this. And uh, I was okay. like, oh, comic book writers, often the yeah. first thing that you do is you tell, um, again, he's not like a superhero comic book, but you know, the first part of the story is like the backstory, how they get the superpowers, yes. let's yes. say. Yeah. And tell, tell Spider-Man's, like yeah. how he got to be Spider-Man. And the yeah. first part of Spider-Man's story is always how he gets his powers. Yes. And then the second one is like, oh, here's a new villain and just continuing adventures. And yeah. you're like, 
oh, but shouldn't everybody still be re- like, shouldn't he still be really wondering about where his powers came from and how to, you know, heal him or get move on? And that's what I realized. Oh, so much science fiction. They get to the point where the central conceit or the central idea of the science fictional idea at the core of it mm. is explored enough and once you've explored it enough and that has created the drama mm-hmm. then you go and new story or and next series or and whatever like we saw but here it isn't all of that set up and then we go and now that's just assumed and then drama is going to come from other places and I'm yeah like, ah that's how si- that's how comic books and comic book heroes and superheroes or whatever it were that's how it works is that there's a core science fictional or fantasy whatever element like core to their identity and that's where the initial the initial drama comes from that yeah but then as soon as that initial drama is assumed then drama comes from everywhere else yes and it doesn't have to come from there. It, They're just in the story at that point. Yeah. And that's what this felt like. And it can literally lead, like, and now I'm I'm taking a, a topic from this book. Yeah. It, because of the, like, if we talk about multiverses, uh, the, the, if you have the core and then the characters and the storylines of each character, mm. this can literally lead into infinite multiverse yeah. storylines. Yeah. So we could theoretically develop this book into a network of... Well, no, it, it, in this, that's the clever thing about this. You can't ever get close enough to yourself that okay. there's an alternate version of you. There's always an alternate version of the city you're in or an alternate yeah. version of the world okay. or an alternate version of... like Because at one point they're going, oh, and I really like Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Destroyer or in The Dementor. So it's like, you know, it's like The Terminator or whatever it is. And it's sort of like, oh, in this one, there's an alternate version of Arnold Schwarzenegger He's but he's also in movies. <laughs> he's, there's also in this universe someone called Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it isn't like it, the, the branching point mm-hmm. is. It's like indeterminate branching points. Yes, and it's not really a. It's there's not really been. I wouldn't say like a branching point, but there's. It's just very close. Yeah. So there, it, it's one of those weird, and that's what I liked about it. It feels like oh, a multiverse, a multiverse where there isn't branches. There's just mm. s- similar yes. stuff around a fuzzy. And they have the diverged of, like yeah. somewhere. No, but not even diverged because the two. Two, two different points on a Mandelbrot set mm. aren't they never diverged they were never the same point yes they never had the same start point e- yes because okay. that's like yeah. by definition the start point yeah again, is somewhere else I don't know enough about no, Mandelbrot yeah, yeah, sets okay, but yeah, I'm saying yeah. like I, th- there was enough mumbo jumbo at the start which made me think oh this is like a slightly different take on the multiverse than normal right I will now read out three reviews and then I'm going to finish it okay these are not reviews by people of my friends because everyone else gave it five every, all of my friends gave it five and four stars yes and again honestly I don't understand how anybody can be satisfied enough with this book to give it five stars yeah unless you're like really into rabbit girls i just don't know anyway here's dan i'm just these are just random like two star reviews because i'm gonna give this book like one and a half stars because that's all it's worth because i I didn't really oh okay i thought like you 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 really enjoyed the beginning it's the dis- the crushing disappointment. Yes, okay. That the crushing disappointment from cr- enjoying yeah. the first part and being like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. And there's interesting stuff. And then it just like hit a brick wall of like backstory of a guy who like the slum no, kid. No, we, we, we don't have to repeat it. We know what If he had is. then been the, become the main story, like if yeah. he'd become the main character, it would have been worth it. But then he's forgotten for like another two different characters later yeah. on who we spend lots of time with and just forget them as well. Yes. Although we don't forget them. We just spend a lot of time with Rabbit Girl. It says... This is Dan. The plot can only... I don't think these are full reviews. These are like sections of the reviews, which I copied and pasted out. Again, 
which I covered and pasted out like a week and a half ago. Yeah. The plot can only happen in the way it does because everyone involved acts in a way that nobody would ever act. There are parts <laughs> of the book where you know exactly what's going to happen because you've read all this before, done in better ways from other authors, yet you slog through the pages only to be surprised how unoriginal this all is. And I was like, we read the same book. I don't know what all the five-star reviewers and four-star reviewers are reading, but yeah. me and Dan read the book. This yeah. is uh, Lisa Um This book started out with a futuristic, hard science sort of feel, but the plot twists become increasingly implausible. By the last third of the book, the story transformed into a YA fantasy fiction. The science of hologram paint pot disguise was absurd to the point of being magical. Carrie should have just said the characters cast magic spells to disguise themselves and witchcraft to jump from world to world. I'm someone who loves sci-fi because the imaginative plausibility of futuristic endeavours, especially when the author attempts to straddle the reach of believability infinity gate started out this way but became sillier and sillier as the story moved on i finished the book but with a sense of exasperation and that's how i'm like yes yes like you say, that, that okay. start the yes. start like the first quarter of the book i was like yeah. i'm in i'm good yeah adrian tchaikovsky move over mr carey could become my new current favorite author who writes multiverse books and fun stuff and it's and it's just sort of like i was like oh. yeah here's something from daniela Hedegaard. Yeah. Bait and switch. The first one fifth of the book was interesting. Then it went nowhere, which is quite an accomplishment for a nearly 500 page book. Uh, only interesting character disappeared after the first part. The rest was tedious backstory and a range of characters, all unlikable. I found myself skipping entire chapters. The interesting science elements of the first part also become vague background in the remainder of the book. Oh, this is what I was just talking about. Mm. Uh, or disappeared entirely. The plot didn't move on, at least in a way that had a point. The events of the last few pages could have easily happened 300 pages earlier without losing any anything interesting in terms of the story seems a case of the author stretching out a story into a three book series instead of telling an interesting complete story mm -hmm. in one book again this is what i was just going yeah. into because these are the last notes that i just read before i said it i was like yes this this was my exact feeling thank you very much dan lissalina and daniela because you're describing the frustration that i had with this book yeah it's like yeah started off good but then other people were like, I read some other reviews, they're like, oh, it started off and there was too much science fiction mumbo jumbo. But then we got into the meat of the story and then it really kicked into gear and started going. I was like, what are you talking about? That, really that's not it <laughs> kicking into gear and going. That's just shit happening. Yeah. Like stuff happening isn't plot. Yes. You know, plot is set up and things moving forward and like in cohesive ways in a cohesive way yeah. is moving towards a yeah. resolution or at least moving towards a twist yes. like if something moves towards a twist that's fine even if or it doesn't even, resolve or even if it doesn't have a twist or a yeah. plot it has acknowledgement like it just yeah. observes that can, can yeah. work but like just uh, bits of story just yeah. for the sake of uh, that yeah so I'm very sorry B and Lindsay and David and uh, Ellison and Ernest and Secondhand Book Clan, all my friends on Goodreads, who all gave it four, four or five stars, just didn't read your reviews because, again, like I, I can, it's just not work. Like I say, I know it's weird to say this, but like I don't want to like yuck anybody else's yum, even though this yes. has been a whole podcast of yucking somebody else's <laughs> yum. It's sort of like great, you got something good out of this, but like I can't deal with yeah. stories that are, are written this badly, that are plotted yeah. this badly, and the only interesting world building, I was like, oh, and that was Tade Thompson all along. I was like, why aren't I just reading Rosewater or why aren't I just reading Tade Thompson or these other, you know, again, can't remember any of all of the names now, but the other Nigerian science fiction. What 
what's the what's the binti um, author uh, Neddy Arikoriafor Arico- or whatever her name yes. is and uh, the and the guy who's had the thing in the spaceship no I should really look at like that. my brain really isn't up for uh, remembering names at the moment I'm yeah. sorry yeah I know but again I'm just tr- I'm trying to now I'm trying to think back to what was the one with the oh, I would have to probably go back quite a long way to to find this stuff here um breaking day adam Oyabad- adam oyabanji you know if yep. i clicked on him and looked at his oh it's not actually here is it i can click on goodreads here i think he's nigerian as well if i actually uh, look on breaking day oh no i think he was like half scott like scottish nigerian yeah, Scot- or something <laughs> like that he yeah. was uh born in yeah cope bridge um uh but you took big, big steps moving east by the way of birmingham london lagos nigeria chicago pittsburgh and new york and i'm like yeah like what like why, mix, why yeah. am i just reading people whose name sounds like adam ayabanji rather than mr carey and i was and that was it was so surprising well, kind of surprising but also not surprising when literally he was like and a big thanks to tade thompson i was like yeah tade thompson <laughs> like nigerian science fiction like this is like anyway yeah that's where we should go Anyway, let's leave it there. I said I could get through this in half an hour if I just stuck to my notes within 50 minutes and you promised me it would be a short episode. Thank you for staying awake through this one. I really, I tried my best. Week. I really tried and it was a long but day. But I wanted to do one thing today which wasn't just I changing understand. the light bulb in the, in the I office. I get it, I get it. And we, we, we got through it. It was more of a, I, I didn't, really didn't expect this to become such a, um, uh, Luke gets angry. I'm things. not angry, I'm frustrated. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, I understand. We don't have to. It's like, literally, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. Yes. You know I what bet. I mean? And also, what I like, what I li- would like to point out is that sometimes you have expectations before you read a book. And yeah. in this case, you have expectations while reading the book. Yeah, the book, the like I say, that first quarter of the book set up expectations for me. Yes. Which then the rest of the book was not even remotely interested in paying off. Yeah. It, like in no way. Like, you know, I mentioned at the start, there's this AI that she's helping out. And then yeah. they go through and they're like, in the pandemonium, oh, AIs aren't allowed. No AIs allowed. Like nothing, like no thinking machines are allowed. Like whatever, not allowed, not allowed. And it's, and I was like, yeah, but we know that she's left her AI back there. And at the end of the book, she's going to go back and get the AI and bring it over into the pandemonium. And it's going to be like, whatever, it's going to be like one of the main weapons or whatever. And I spent like 400 pages waiting for her to go back into her original timeline and get her AI because it was so obviously going to be a big thing. And right at the end of the book, she's like, all right, let's do it. And then... It just ends. And I'm like, fuck, I've been waiting 400 pages Mm. for this AI to turn up. And it's going to be like the opening of the next book. Like, I don't even get it here. Like, the shit that you're setting up isn't even paid off here. Yeah. Okay. I I was just about to say, like, I had a similar feeling when I read Pandora Star. But then Pandora Star has a lot of fun story. Yeah, yeah there's interesting and it, characters it does, and world building. It does and end with a massive cliffhanger. Yeah, but, but that is very clear that you could, you literally just like went over and got the next book yes, and carried on reading exactly. it. Exactly. I don't mind a, I don't mind a cliffhanger at the end of a first book in a series. Yeah. If I already have got full 
if I've got full confidence that the author has, has got is, is in full control of the story. Yeah. With Peter F. Hamilton, that's what he does. Yeah. He writes these big epics. <laughs> yeah. And you can tell that he already knows the exact the ending because all of the stuff that's going to be paid off it's, is all oh, like, oh, yeah, the star flyer and the morning star mountain and <laughs> yes. all this, uh, the yeah. cult and the trains and the portals. You yeah. know, it's yeah. all there ready yeah. to go for the big payoff at the end. Yeah. And unfortunately, Emma Carey, no confidence in that at all. Yeah. And you know, also Adrian Tchaikovsky, like we just... Uh, we just... just uh, so- we, you but we I just think, bailed on one of his series because I'm like, oh, it felt like he has everything in control, yeah. but he doesn't. He I doesn't. think what it comes back down to is this this weird publisher issue th- money making thing that it is. Of course, it brings more money if you spread out one book or one idea into multiple books and this happens like this feels again like he doesn't even spread one idea throughout the whole of one book yeah. it's the opposite it's not like i've got this really strong idea yeah. and i'm going to spread out over three books yeah. it's like i've got this really strong idea and i'm going to abandon it after the first quarter of the book yeah that's well, the worst th- thing okay we gotta wrap it up yes follow me on instagram at luke burridge threads kind of gave up on that almost immediately yeah uh macedon macedon yeah find the links in the show notes um, on YouTube if you want to keep up with some fun juggling projects and that we do of course Goodreads yeah Goodreads become our friends on Goodreads we're right here and you can also recommend a book to me in the books I would and like to see reviewed a book that you really like yeah if it's you, if you really like. like everyone gives it five stars <laughs> I will read it like again if it, if it bubbles up to the top of my list like this I'll spend the audible credit on it it's yeah. good oh the next uh, book that I'm going to check out isn't it, I don't even know the name of it. Don't know the author, but you were mentioning about AI or like voice, artificial voice AI read, uh, read uh, oh, Audible yes. books. Yeah, I saw a, a post somewhere yeah. like that um, that uh, Audible has now started um, yeah. using AI voice recordings yeah. as audiobook narration. Yeah. Anyway, downloaded one of them onto my phone, so that'll yes. be the next science fiction book that I get to. I'm reading some other stuff, but you know, yeah. science fiction. But I didn't want to start that until I'd got this book out. At least one of the two books I've already finished out the way. Yes, that the makes next, sense. The next episode that I record will be Ursula K. Le Guin and Rokanan's World, which is the first of the Hainish Cycle books. Okay. And so we'll get to that because I've been, you know, going through back through different Ursula K. Le Guin stuff. Yeah. And so we'll get to that uh, on the next episode, which we'll record soon. Uh, soon. At some point next week. <laughs> All Tuesday. Right. Let's say Wednesday. We'll record that on Wednesday. Uh, It'll come out soon. Probably in the week. All right, that's it from us. Thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.